Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yumadaf Yud Beis. We are starting the top line, the third to last word on the line. Now we are right in the middle of a sugya. There were two contradictory bases. One brasa taught that a base knesses could become tummy with saras, and another said that it can't. So the first two answers both explain that if the shul has a place for the chazan knesses, the shamish, to live in, then it could be matame benigayim. The last answer was that a shul in a krach, a large city, cannot become tummy because so many different people from all walks of life daven there. It's meant for everybody, and no one's able to claim it as theirs. And in order for a building to become Tommy with Saras, it has to have a clear owner. Whereas a shul in a small village, a kvar, it's clear that the shul was built for the residents and they all own it together, similar to a house owned by partners. And now the Gemara asks, Are you really saying that a shul in a large city cannot become Tommy ben Gaim? By the time you have a brysa, the Pasuk says as follows, Achuzaschem, your inheritance. This Pasuk tells us that if there's a house, in the land of your inheritance, it could become Tommy ben Gaim. Achuzaschem, something that's in your inheritance, it's the land that you own, that could become Tommy ben Gaim, in your but the city of Yerushalayim itself, nothing in it could be Matam Benigayim, even a house that a person lives in. That's because it's really designated as a base Hamikdash city. On Rabbi Yehuda, he argues with Tanakhama and he says, Ani Shamati, I only heard El Mikdash Bavad, except for the place where the Mikdash is itself. But a base Knesses and a base Medrash, that could become Time Benigayim. Even though it's in a large city. So we see from here, we have a clear brass that tells us, at least according to Rabbi Yehuda, that a base Knesses or a base Medrash in a large city could become Time Benigayim. The Gemara answer is no. Rabbi Yehuda, let's say that really what Rabbi Yehuda had said was, I only heard that a holy place cannot become time Gaim, and that includes that they cannot become time Gaim, so we have no kasha. And now the Gemara just continues on this, but my Kamifligi, what exactly are the Tanakam and Rabbi Yehuda arguing about? Tanakam Savar, he holds, Yerushalayim, Loinis Chakal Shvatim, the Yerushalayim was not divided up in between the Shvatim. We know that after Klai conquered the land, Yeshua divided it, and each Shevet got their own portion of the land. According to the Tanakama, Yerushalayim was not divided up in between the Shvatim. It's considered like a communal land. It's not owned by anyone in particular. Rabbi Yehuda Savar, he holds, Yerushalayim is Chakal Shvatim, Yerushalayim was divided up in between the Shvatim. And we plug the Tani Tanai, this is actually the same Achlaikis as the following Tanai. The Tani, you have a Braisa. Mahaya Bechalkashe Yehuda, what was in the Chalik in the portion of Yehuda? Har Habayas, Halashacha is all the chambers of the Besamitish compound, Vazaris and all the Hazaris. Mahaya Bechalkashe Benyamin, and what was in the Chalik of Benyamin? Ulam, Vehechal, Beskach, Hakachim, they were all in the Chalik of Yehuda. And Rutsuah, Haisayats, Michalkashe Yehuda, there was a strip of land coming out of the Chalik of Yehuda, and Ichnesel Chalkashe Benyamin, and it went into the Chalik of Benyamin, Ubahim is Bechbani, and Mizbech was built on that, and Ubinyaman at Sadakhim at Starolel, Labala Bechalyam. Binyamin HaTzadik, he was pained over this every single day. He wanted to absorb it or swallow it. He wanted this part to be in his chilek. Shinemar says in the Pesach, Literally, this means that he hovers over him all day, protecting him. However, we're explaining the word chayfef as he's pained over it. Every single day, he was pained that it wasn't in his chilek. Therefore, Binyamin HaTzadik, he merited that he was the host for Hashem. Shinemar says in the Pesach, And he dwelled in between his shoulders. We know that the Aaron, that was in the chilek of Binyamin. But we see from this Tana that Yerushalayim was divided in between the Shvatim, that the Beis HaMikdash itself was divided in between Yehuda and Binyamin. And Vahai Tana Savar, and the following Tana holds, Yerushalayim, that Yerushalayim was not divided in between the Shvatim. The Tana you have a Brisa, Ein Maskirin Batim Yerushalayim, you're not allowed to rent out a house in Yerushalayim, because it doesn't belong to them. We know that at the times of Eili Regal, there was tons of people coming into Yerushalayim. They all needed places to stay. And here we have people that live in Yerushalayim have a great business opportunity. They can rent space in their house to people that come. This Tana is telling us that they are not allowed to rent space in their house because it doesn't really belong to them. Maybe they're allowed to live there. However, Yushalayim was not in Ishakal Shvatim. And Rabbi Lezer Shemanaymer, he says, Aflaimitas, they're not allowed to even rent a bed. Forget about renting their house. They're not allowed to rent the bed out because the bed is connected to the place where it actually is located in the house. And it's as if you're trying to rent out the land. Lefikach, what would they do? Because everyone was put up for free. So how exactly would they pay for their stay? Iris Kajim, 
the skins of the animals that were brought as karbanas that was actually owned by the owners. They didn't have to give it to the place of the Mekdash. The hosts, they would take it forcibly. The, the people that stayed in the house, they actually had to give it to the host. And if they didn't, then the host was allowed to take it forcibly. And our Rabbi, he says, We can also learn from here, The proper thing to do is A person should leave the jug that he drank out of, and the animal hide that came from a carbon for his host. That's the way that he should pay his host after he leaves because he doesn't necessarily have a chiv to pay his host. But we see from this Tana that Yushalayim is not Nishchal Kishvatim because both according to the Tana Kama and Reb Lez Reb Shimon, they both say that you are not allowed to rent space in your house out. Clearly, it doesn't really belong to you because Yushalayim is not Nishchal Kishvatim. But now going back to the original thing that we started out today with, the Gemara continues asking, Is it really true that a shul in a small town could become Tami Benigayim? But then you have a Brisa. The Pasuk tells us that you have this land as an inheritance. We learn from here that Tsaras can't take hold of anything. There isn't any sort of din of Tsaras on the house until Eretz Yisrael is actually conquered. They conquered it, they didn't divide it in between the Shvatim. They divided it in between the Shvatim, but they didn't divide it in between the individual families that make up the Shevet. They divided it in between the families, but each person doesn't know which portion is actually his. How do we know that there is no Thomas Nagayim over there? The Pasuk says, It has to be unique to him. He knows that this is his house. Excluding these, that they don't know where their house is. They know where their general nachla is, their general inheritance is, but they don't know where their specific house is. And the same thing applies to a base Knesset in a kfar in a small village. Even though you could technically say that everyone owns this base Knesset, we don't know which part of the base Knesset is his, and therefore we can't say that it's Matayim Benigayim. It has to be like we learned originally in the first two answers, that the difference between a shoal that's going to be Matayim Benigayim and a shoal that's not going to be Matayim Benigayim is whether or not the shamish of the shoal lives in the shoal. And continuing with what our Mishnah says, we said that we have to prepare another Kayin Gadol in place of the first Kayin Gadol if he becomes Tame. The Gemara says, It's very clear that if a Psol happened to the first Kayin Gadol before the Tam Shal Shachar of Yom Kippur was brought, then the way we inaugurate this new Kayin Gadol is by him bringing the Tam Shal Shachar. Now why is that? Because we know that the Kayin Gadol is officially inaugurated either by the Shaman Mishra or Meruv Begadim. If he wears the Epegadim unique to the Kayin Gadol, so then he's officially inaugurated as the Kayin Gadol. So since this new Kayin Gadol is going to be doing the Avayda of the Tam Shal Shachar, and he's going to be wearing the Epegadim of the Kayin Gadol, that is his Chinuch, that's his inauguration. Let's say Psol happened in the first Kayin Gadol, after he already brought the Tam Shal Shachar of Yom Kippur. So how could we be Mechanech inaugurate the new Kayin Gadol? He's not going to be wearing the eight Begadim. He's going to be doing the regular Yom Kippur Avayda, which is done only with the four Begadim, which are the same Begadim that the Kayhani Hadit used to wear. So where exactly is his inauguration as a Kayin Gadol? So Amr Father Brava, he says, it's with the belt that he wears, and that's going to show that he's the Kayin Gadol. The Gemara says that's still not sufficient. That's only good according to the Ma'ad Amar, that during the year, the belt worn by the Kayin Gadol is the same thing as the belt worn by the Kayin Hadid. It was made out of kilayim, it was made out of wool and linen, and the belt that the Kayin Gadol wore on Yom Kippur, that was something special, that was made out of pure linen, so we could see this belt that he's wearing, clearly he's the Kayin Gadol. But according to the Ma'ad Amar, that the belt worn by the Kayin Gadol during the year is not the same belt worn by the Kayin Hadid during the year, and the Kayin Hadid used to actually wear a pure linen belt. That means that the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur is wearing the same belt that a Kayin Hadid during the year is wearing, so there's no Chinuch, there's no clear inauguration of his Kayin Gadol over here. Michael Amemar, what could you say over here? Where is his Chinuch? Amar Abai, he says, Loi he should wear the Eipe Gadim, he should wear even the golden vestments of the Kayin Gadol, and he should turn over part of the carbon Tamid with a fork, and that's considered like doing Havad in the Besamekdash. Okay, Rav Huna, that's just like Rav Huna, 
Harfuni. He says, Zar misa. If we have a non-Kohen and all he does is take a fork and turns over part of the carbon tamid, which is burning on the Mizbech, he's Chayv Misa, it's considered like a non-Kohen, did Avaida. So over here, that's considered like a Kohen Gadol doing Avaida. He does it with the Shemayin Begadim, then he takes them off, and then he can continue doing the Avaida of Yom Kippur with just the Arba Begadim. Whereas our Papa Amar, he gives a totally different tarot, Yud Bezon on top, The fact that he's doing the Avaida on Yom Kippur, that itself is his inauguration. Milo Tanya, didn't we learn in the Bride? So call Kalim Shasa Maisha. All the Kalim that Maisha made in the Mishkan, Meshichasen Mekach Shasan. The way that they were sanctified is by putting the oil of the Shaman of Mishkan on them. Mikan Ve'elach. But from then on, any sort of Kalim in the Mishkan or the Besamekdash, Avadasim Nechan Chasan. Just the mere fact that they were used in the Mishkan or the Besamekdash, that itself sanctifies them. Hachanami, so to over here, Avadasim Nechan Chasan. The fact that this person is doing the Avaida on Yom Kippur, it must be that he's the Kayan Gadol, and that itself is his inauguration. And now delving more deeply into this discussion about what was the belt of the Kayan Hadyat. Kiyasar Avdimi, when Avdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, Amr, he said as follows the belt worn by the Kayan Hadid, Rebbe, 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 Shemin, they argue about this. Chadam, or one of them says, shall kilayim, it was made out of kilayim, it was wool and linen. Chadam, or one of them says, shall bite, it was pure linen. And this time, the Rebbe, who the Amr, shall kilayim. Let's conclude that it was Rebbe that says that the Avnate of the Kayan Hadid was made out of kilayim, it was wool and linen. The time you have a Brahisa, ain't bain Kayan Gadol a Kayan Hadid, there is no difference between a Kayan Gadol and a Kayan Hadid, Ella Avnate, except for the belt that they wear. Tibi Rebbe, that's Rebbe's opinion. Rebbe, Rebbe, Shemin, Aimer, he says, Afli Avnate, even not the Avnate, there's no difference in between them. Now, Amos, when are we talking about over here that there is a difference or there is no difference between a Kayin Gadol and a Kayin Hadid? If you want to say that we're talking about just during the year, there's many differences in between a Kayin Gadol and a Kayin Hadid, not just one difference or that there's no differences. We know the Kayin Gadol, he wears eight begadim when he serves during the year, and a Kayin Hadid only wears four. So El Lava must be Biyam Kippur, and we're discussing Anyam Kippur. And therefore, what's the discussion? Rebbe, who said the difference is their belt, is of the opinion that throughout the year, Kayin Hadid wore an Avnate of Shatness, whereas Rebbe Lezbe, Rebbe Shimon said that there's no difference between a Kayin Gadol and Hadyot. He must hold that the Kayin Hadyot's Avnate throughout the year was also pure linen, just like the Kayin Gadol's Anyam Kippur. But now the Gemara says, Amri, Loi, that's not a Raya, Loi, really we could be talking about the rest of the year, and we're just talking about that which is equal. They're only discussing the four begadim that they have in common. Now we switch the Shittas around. Rebbe that said that the only difference is the belt must hold that the belt of the Kayin Hadyot was Kilayim, whereas Rebbe Lezbe, Shimon holds that it was pure linen because he said that there is no difference in between their begadim. And more about this, Kiyosu Ravin, when he came from Ratz Yisrael Amr, he said the following, Avnet HaShakayin Gadol, B'yame Kippurim, the Avnet worn by the Kayin Gadol, Anyam Kippur, Devra HaKal Shalbites, everyone agrees it was made out of pure linen. Vishayi Tamay Sashana, his belt the rest of the year, Devra HaKal Shalkalayim, everyone agrees it was Shatnes. Loi Nechalku, they only argue in the following case, Elab Avnet HaShakayin Hedyot, Ben Vishayi Tamay Sashana, Ben B'yame Kippurim, the belt worn by Kayin Hedyot during the rest of the year and Anyam Kippur. Sherebi Amr, he says Shalkalayim, it was Shatnes. We also have a proof that Rebbe says that the Avnate of the Kayin Hadid was Kilayim. It says in the Pasuk, Al-Basari, he puts it on his flesh. Now this Pasuk is said in regards to the Trumas Hadeshen, which is the first Avaita done in the Mikdash. the Kayin puts on the Begadim, and he clears away some of the ash that gathered on the Mizbech. The Pasuk tells us, And the Kayin puts on his fitted linen garments, and he wears these linen pants, on his flesh. So the Drasha is, Al-Basari, Why does the Pasuk have to tell us Yilbash? It should just say, why does it have to say That's coming to include that the Kayin also has to wear the Mitznefes and the Avnet when he's doing Chumas Hadeshen by repeating the word Yilbash. That's showing us that this is regular Avayda and therefore he has to wear all four Begadim. That's Rebbe's opinion. He says, This is coming to include that the Begadim that the Kayin Gadol wore on Yom Kippur, 
they are allowed to be worn by a kind hadyat after Yom Kippur. Now, Rebbe Eimer, Rebbe responds to what Reb Daisa said. He says, Shtei I have two questions on you. Chada, first of all, the Avnei Tashakayin Gadol B'Yom Kippurim, Loizayu Avnei Tashakayin Hedyat. The Avnei worn by Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur is different than the Avnei worn by Kayin Hedyat during the year. So how can you say the Begadim worn by the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur are allowed to be used by Kayin Hedyat during the year? So right away from this first question, we see that Rebbe holds that the Avnei worn by Kayin Hedyat during the year was made out of Kilayim. Va'id, Furthermore, the second question Rebbe is asking on Rebbe Daisa is Begadim Shenishtam Shabahen Kedusha Chamura. We have Begadim. They were used for a very elevated status. They were used on Yom Kippur. Shamsham Kedusha Kala. You're going to use them for something a little bit less Kaddish for regular Avaita during the year. So Elamat Hamalarim Yilbash. Rebbe says, Why is it the Pasuk repeats itself and says Yilbash? Lerabi says, Ashchakim. This is coming to include Shachakim. We have worn out garments. Those are allowed to be worn by a Kayan. As long as they're not torn, even though they're old and worn out, they're allowed to be used for the Avaita. And Vazar Rebbe Daisa he's consistent with his Shita, the Tanya, we have a Brisa. It says in the Pasuk, and he shall leave them there. This is talking about the Kohen Gadol taking his Begadim off after Yom Kippur. He has to leave them in the base of Mekdash. So the Tanakhama tells us, Melam, and this teaches us, Shetu'un and Geniza, that these Begadim, they have to be hidden away, they have to be put into Geniza, they're never allowed to be used again. Whereas Rabbi Daisa Imer, he says, No, this just means that the Kohen Gadol is not allowed to use them for another Yom Kippur. He has to buy brand new Begadim for the next Yom Kippur. However, Kohen Hedyot is allowed to use them during the year for his Avaida. And picking back up with the discussion of what happens when the first Kohen Gadol actually becomes Pasal on Yom Kippur and therefore the second one has to be installed in his place. Tan Rabbanan, ear by Psol, the first one had a Psol, Umino Achatachtav, and they appointed a new one in his place. Rishen Chazlavidasai. The first one, meaning the original Kain Gadol, he goes back to being the Kain Gadol after his Psol passes, after he becomes Tar, so he goes back to being the regular Kain Gadol. Shani, the second one, the substitute Kain Gadol, comments as Kunigdail Olaf, he has all the mitzvahs like a Kain Gadol, which means he's allowed to grow his hair long and he's allowed to become Tami Lemais, and when he serves in the base of Mikdash, he has to wear the Shemayna Begadim. That's Ramer's opinion. Rabbi Yisrael, he says, no. Rishin The first one goes back to being the Kain Gadol. Shani, the substitute, ain't a right loyal Kain Gadol, loyal Kain Hedyot. He's not able to be the Kain Gadol or the Kain Hedyot. And we're going to explain this soon. Am Rabbi Yisrael, he says, my Rabbi Yisrael ben Elam, there's a story with this person, Yisrael ben Elam, but Tzipari and Tzipari, she'ir by Psul b'Kain Gadol, and there's a Psul in the Kain Gadol, minu tachtav, and they appointed this Yisrael ben Elam as his replacement. Va'amr Cham and Cham said, Rishin Chazlavadasai, the original Kain Gadol, he gets to become the Kain Gadol again after his soul passes. Shani, this second one, this Yisrael ben Elam, ain't a He's not able to be a kain gadol or a kain hadid. Kain gadol, why is he not allowed to be a kain gadol? Mishum eva, because of jealousy or hatred. If he's walking around doing that vayda in the shemayin begadim, so the other kain gadol is going to get upset at him, as if he's trying to steal his position or something like that. Kain hadid, he's not allowed to be a kain hadid. Mishum malam We know we always go up in kedusha, not down. And this person served as the kain gadol in base hamikdash. We can't demote him to being a kain hadid. So therefore, he's not allowed to be any sort of kain. And Amar Rabbi Chan, he says as follows: Yud gimelam alaf on the top halacha karbiesi. Allah is like Rabbi Yesi, that he doesn't serve as the kind Gadol or as the kind Hadid. However, Maj Rabbi Yesi, he agrees. Shem Avar Avad Avadasak Shera. If he was Ivar and he did that in the base of Mikdash, he was wearing the Shemayin Begadim, so he was acting like a kind Gadol. So the Avaida is Kasher. It's not going to be Kasher if he acts like the kind Hadid, but if he does act like the kind Gadol, so then the Avaida will be Kasher. And Amar Yehuda Amarav Halach Rabbi Yesi, he also says Allah is like Rabbi Yesi, and he says Maj Rabbi Yesi. Rabbi Yesi agrees. Shem Mais Rishen that if the first, the original kind Gadol dies, Shachaz Lavadasai, that the second replacement kind Gadol, he goes to being the. Gadol. The Gemara asks, Pshita, isn't that obvious? Why would he not be the Kayin Gadol? So we say, Ma'adu you might think, that's considered like a rival while he's still alive. If the original Kayin Gadol knows that when he dies, this replacement Kayin Gadol is going to take his place, it's as if they're going to be rivals during their lifetime and that's not going to be good. And therefore, we should say that this second Kayin Gadol is never going to be able to be the Kayin Gadol. Kamash we don't say that. And if the first Kayin Gadol dies, we have this replacement become the Kayin Gadol instead of him. We're going to stop here for the day. Everyone should have a wonderful day.